Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. Hey, you're listening to Take a Walk Podcast. I'm Vanessa Gritton. Uh, super excited for this episode today and the Foley work that we've already had. This might be my best intro in a while. I haven't fucked it up this much and Adam didn't have to come in and save me when I'm, I uh, wanted to hang myself. Nope. Botched it. Botched it again. God damn it. I was so close to uh, having abort, like a... Abort. Abort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you jinx yourself. We'll cut I, it in post. It's not going to be cut in post because you know what's going to happen? Adam's going to leave it in and it's going to be like another one of the intros that I had where I'm like hemming and hawing and panicking for the first five minutes and then it gets left in and then I'm sad and then somebody tells me that they like me anyway but I still feel a little bit weird about it. Hey, just be <sighs> yourself. That's what I say. Warts and all. That's the be yourself eagle. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Eagle? Just to let you know, we got a soundboard. There's eagle. Howard Dean. This is the cunt dinger. Also, sometimes a uh, douchebag on this specific podcast. And that was supposed to be a gunshot. I don't know why it was a symbol. I'm sorry. Uh, joining us today, after we got through what was supposed to be a good intro, three friends of mine that I'm very excited to introduce y'all to. We've got, on the left, Radistin Zahariev. Hi. Evan Kessler. Hello. And Ian Ager. Hi there. Ian, you might actually have heard of before from either Nadal Fleischer or Brian Cox about Jort Center. Uh, he's the one that looks bummed out on the show because uh, his friends are dumb. So <laughs> That is probably the aptest description of, of Jort Center <laughs> anyone's come up with. That's terrific. So we went on a fun adventure with friends of the podcast, Kevin Anderson and Matt Brousseau. Uh, we went to Jumbo's Clown Room, one of my most favorite magical places in Los Angeles. It is a... Strip club that's a little bit different from regular strip clubs. There's no cover at the door, which is phenomenal. Uh, two drink minimum on a place that isn't really that expensive for a strip club or even most bars in Los Angeles. It's a heavy-ass pour for, like, good prices. Uh, because of this, it's not full nude, but it's real fun. I've watched a girl strip to Tom Waits there, and on the night we went, we saw a girl dressed as a pumpkin strip to Monster Mash. Uh, and in general, just, like, a more fun vibe than most do. But uh, we all went on a journey together, so... Let's, 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 what's it called when you want to like t ham about it? T what's that word? When you want to chop it up, chop riff it up? It, chop it up, I've heard. Let's reminisce. Let's reminisce. Let's, let's, let's that dish. That's what they say on all those Bravo shows. <laughs> dish is what I was trying to say, but I was thinking of ham. Spill some tea, if ham, you will. Ham is a specific Spill tea. Dish. Ooh, spill tea. There you go. Let's whoop it up. I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know, it's not food oriented. Oh, whoopie pie. I don't know. What's whoopie pie? I don't know. A whoopie pie is... It is the cookie one with the cream? Yeah, it's the cookie one I with the cream. I just actually had one. But the outside is like cakey. It's yeah. like chocolate cake in the middle. Like the middle cream is almost like um, like marshmallow fluff. Yeah. Get whatever the hack button is ready. Do you guys think Whoopi Goldberg uh -oh. refers All to right. her nether region as a whoopie pie? Folks, these are jokes. <laughs> Proud of you for it making it. It was a very slow developing joke. No, you, the were like, you were like crawling to the... To uh, each the payoff word. was worth it, I 
Um, it was like every every time Rad goes on a riff like that, I feel like I'm watching one of those old movies where Peter Laurie is just like becoming slowly more unraveled over the course <laughs> of a monologue. That's what I feel like every time he does one of those riffs. Quick thing for Rad <laughs> and wonderful. Ian, lean into the mic a little bit more because these are the kinds of mics that are very great because they don't ca- capture ambient sound that well, but you got to like be right on them. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Which, I am a very loud person, so I was trying perfect. to back off. It's not the best for me because I got to be right on it and this is Adam's mic and he smokes all the time and uh, mic smells... Uh, Super gross. S- smells like smells like uh, smoke mouth. Uh, Adam's got an old smoke mouth. So, uh, enough about Adam's smoke mouth. Was that your first time at Jumbo's, guys? It actually was my first time. Uh, I've, I'm familiar with the place, but I've just never been. Really? Yeah. I love Jumbo's. It was like my happy place for yeah. my I can, first year I can see why. It's uh, a strip club without the bullshit is a good way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, like, strip club almost is the wrong phrase. I, I would call it more of like, it's a pole dancing bar. Yeah. 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 I would, I would go bar. with gentlemen's bar, like gentlemen's club. This actually applies very well to that place. I'd say <laughs> I, I would, gentlemen's dive, we'll say. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Gen- I don't know. I feel like it's more of a rock and roll vibe than a gentleman's. Yeah, bar. yeah, exactly. I think gentleman is the wrong word, and I also, and I also feel like gentlemen's clubs have, yeah, they have kind of a, a not great connotation. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's something more sleazy going on there. Not that. And, which is the opposite of not a lot of gentlemen there. Yeah, not a lot of gentlemen. Well, I feel well, not like a lot of gentlemen here. Not a lot of chivalry I mean, no. going on. Well, I feel like Jumbo's is especially cool because it kind of feels like a bar you'd see in like from Dusk Till Dawn or like some kind of Robert Rodriguez movie. Sure. Where it's like a girl doing a backflip off a pole that Tom waits. Because uh, you'd been there before a few times. I've been there like three or four times, I think. And this is Rad's first time. Uh, one of my favorite things about like the history of just all the weird stuff that has happened at Jumbo's was when Courtney, Courtney Love dropped in to do a hot strip set, like the Dave Chappelle of the stripper scene. Um, <laughs> actually, I feel like that's Cardi B now. Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> like but, she's but for like the rock and roll vibe. Yeah, Courtney Love is like the perfect person. She's to show perfect up. for that for for Jumbo's. But it's one of those. The reason I love it and I love the vibe is because it's one of those places where you don't feel shameful for being there. It doesn't have that, like, I'm a businessman and I hate when I'm... Everybody's just sillier about it, which makes it more fun. It was a fun vibe, for sure. It was like... I've not been to that many strip clubs, Mm. but there's always been, like, a vibe where I've gone where it's, like, everyone, like, the people that are here are here very obviously for like a sleazy reason and then the performance very obviously like they it's not that they don't do their job but they're aware and you could tell they're aware that everyone's a sleaze bag where here it seemed more like everyone was having fun together yeah and like i think because there's no private rooms and private dances i promised i wouldn't burp into the mic anymore i think because there's no private rooms and private dances at jumbos there's not like that sales pitch feeling that when you go to certain clubs where it's like oh god how much are you like pitching because you like intended to or how much it's like you need to do this yeah no it's it's very much the joy of not being sold anything i i also think it's more of an artistic uh realm as far as as far as any sort of stripping goes or or whatever you want to call it like i it's more like people are have interesting song choices and they and they and their routines are are fun it's it's almost a burlesque it's more burlesque than 
than strip. You know, I, 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 you know, you can separate those words in mm. a sort of. Uh, one is like, oh, we're going to. Uh, I don't know. I'm in New York City. I'm at Flash Dancers across from, and it's just like you're going to go see breasts, and that's what you're going to see. Here, you're going to see someone like possibly like dance to a song that's like a deep cut on an album that you like. Yeah. And then yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're like. How is she holding on to that pole with just that one hip muscle? That is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like you're you're kind of enthralled with their performance. Yes, like these women are beautiful and and have great bodies, but you're also like but you're more like, "Oh my god, she's upside down and her feet are on the thing and then she's sliding down and she like almost It's like indie Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, thing, it's it's less it's less business and more just straight up entertainment. Yeah, and I think one thing that really helps the vibe at Jumbos is the autonomy that the dancers have because they get to choose their songs and what they wear and how they want to go about it and if they want to charge for dances or if they want to offer that kind of thing. And it's one of those things where whenever people always bring up this very dumb thing where it's like, well, if she's on the pole, obviously something went wrong or like da-da-da. It's everybody fucking hates their customer service jobs. That's not exclusive to strip clubs. If you have to work with the public, that sucks. And if you pl- make a place that's more fun to work, the vibe is better. Mm-hmm. Like, what about going to, like, McDonald's where the manager is like dope and actually gives a shit about his staff and like things get out on time and everyone's happy versus one where it's like a shit manager that's like you can only give one person a sauce packet it, it boils down to customer service and like how much autonomy you have in your job yeah you can go to the carl's jr uh at 2 a.m where there's like two people working and they hate their lives or you can get your ass out of bed earlier and go to in and out burger at 11 30 where everybody is still happy to see you. Because they promote internally and they get paid better. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question, though. From uh, what you mentioned, where there's not the vibe of like, oh, these are strippers. They're like, you know, supporting a ha- drug habit or a single mom. Like, you know, like the stereotype, mm-hmm. let's be shitty to these women and judge them even though we're here. Yeah. But I, I will never cease to be amazed by people who go to a strip club to purposely not have fun. Right. It's ridiculous. But... Let me ask you guys this. If in the future you had a daughter and she came up to you and she told you, I'm going to be like an 18-year-old girl. I want to perform and dance at Jumbos. Would you be cool with it right off the bat? Yeah, because I'm a comedian. Uh, She's making more than I am. And she's probably like, probably hassled less. Then I, because there's more of a better environment. Like, I mean, honestly, it's not exactly a sad environment. There. No, it's not like it's it's one thing if you're going to a a strip club that's also doing like prostitution on the side, and you, you go in the champagne room and you're giving people hand jobs or and, something. Well, like that. and it's one of those things where it's just like, but how much autonomy does she have in her job? Does she get to decide what she wants to do with herself there, and is she being safe about it? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, a, place, she, a place like Jumbo's? Yeah, sure, it, fine. That's a great me, gig. The difference is, does she want to do this? And like, is this, or does she feel like this is just an, uh, if this is something she wants to do, fucking dope. But if this is something that she feels like she, she has, has, to, has to, I'd rather, because I mean, like, I've worked movie theater jobs to support drug habits. So you could, yeah, <laughs> you could do just about anything to support yeah. a drug habit. I've, I've worked office jobs to support a drug habit. If she wants to do it, dope as long as she has autonomy in it and she's able to have some decision for herself yeah that makes sense yeah yeah 
I mean, like, I maybe buy her a taser for when she's walking back to her car at the end of the night. Mm. Yeah, that's a... And oddly enough, I was thinking that while me and Ian were sitting right up front with women dancing and being super athletic and sexy, and I was like, first of all, I'm jealous at the flexibility. And then (laughs) number two, I'm just sitting there watching this woman perform, and all that's going through my mind is like, but what if your daughter was up there? And then, like, well, you know what? As long as she's being safe and I trust her, but do I really trust her? What if I don't trust? Like that's what's going through my mind while there's like a naked woman on stage. I, well, I, I have a friend whose sister was like a world champion pole dancer. Because that requires an insane amount of muscle in, control. That's like I I just think that those people are so talented. I it's it's like they can do that for a job too. Like I, aside from just like dancing at at jumbos, they probably have them probably teach pole classes and yeah like and that's such a, a a popular like workout now that they're trainers for all you know for all i mean i don't i don't frown on any of that either well either i way. think the daughter thing is also like separating the madonna whore thing in your head yeah where it's like you can't just be one or the other there's nuance to people like what if she like fucking loves people watch that's fucking dope like, um, but uh, it's it's one of those things where it's it's separating that there isn't Madonna and whore. You can be, you can both. be both. Yeah. Por qué no los dos? Uh, well, I also just think, like you said, like we're a comedian. We're we're a comedian collective. <laughs> we're, we're in a, sleazy we're late a, night. We all perform under they're the not, same name. They're not. Uh, I mean, anything you do cannot get your parents' approval. Like, just you know, to live your life w- with that. In mind, I mean, ultimately, you want to approve of. I, I think it's such a BS thing to be like, "What about your daughter?" I'm like, "Well, I, number one, I don't have a daughter yet, so I'm not judging her in advance." Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, who knows what I what I'll be thinking if I have a daughter or what? You know? Yeah, because like when I told my dad I was going to be a comedian, his first words were, "I'd rather you be a Bigfoot hunter." So <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't like thrilling. For him, but seeing that's like I have autonomy and I get to choose what I wa- what I want to do, and it's something that makes me happy, and I'm going about it in the right ways. He's like, well, it's not what I wanted, but you're fine. Well, it also, it's just like the fact that you that it always boils down to like people are always like, what if you're like when when you're thinking about having kids, and people are always go to like, what if your do- don't make your daughter a stripper, like. What are what does that say about us? Like the way we just think about women, with, like when the the first thought then someone says when you're having a daughter is like, oh, watch out for like your daughter. Your first job is to not to not get her on the yeah. Pole what or what if like, you have a son? Don't make your son a groper, man. How like, about that? I mean, my only wish for my potential children that my fertile body can't produce is that they like. I just hope they don't like become people that play ukuleles at parties. Yeah. <laughs> If they could just grow up to not break out Wonderwall at a party or like derail <laughs> conversation to be like, I can play over the rainbow. I've done my job as a parent. Sure. Because uh, like, what were your all of your previous experiences at strip clubs? Also, dope question, Red. Um, I get. Uh, I've I've not really been. I, the first strip club I ever went to was um, this place right by. I went to a small college town called Guelph. In Canada, and is right. I, I love the name of Canadian places. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, right outside the town, and then it was 
like what you were saying about the stereotypes about strippers, um, that that place kind of was like fulfilled those stereotypes. I'm mm. sure not, but like when you see it, like I legit I joked about, but there was like C-section scars. I s saw a girl that was in like a class of mine, stuff like that, and mm. I didn't really like it because a they didn't seem to be having like. More than once, it would just be some girl that would come up and just kind of walk on and be like, here's my tits. All right, here's my ass. Let me do a couple laps. You guys throw coins at me because we don't have dollar bills in Canada. Ah, oh, I didn't even think about oh. that. Yeah, like, yeah. Canadian some, strip clubs are, are not to fuck with. <laughs> you toss yeah, yeah. loonies at people? No, you set you them. Throw, you throw coins. You, set, you don't you set them down. You just put them the down yeah, and like slide them, them over. You yeah. You're like yeah, that that's what it is. Like that fucking arcade machine where it just pushes quarters forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the strip club. Um, I've done I've done that in Niagara. Yeah. There's no sexy way to pick up coins. No. You're like, oh, there is. <laughs> They okay. they find they find a way. You need flexibility. And the long fingernails don't actually help. <laughs> no, I have. Uh, They're more of a if they have like a coin hopper, <laughs> 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 or just one of those like vacuum things where you rake it back and forth, and they just gently rake forward coins. It would be like a, a, a like a sexy. I hate saying the word sexy. It sounds weird sometimes. Like a sexy routine. That sounds even weirder. Uh, where, where they ha came out with a metal detector. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like beach combing. Making sure it's like this one's real and it's like, all right, who fucking threw yeah. a plastic one? I will, I will say that uh, contrary to the normal stereotype about Canadians, Canadian strippers are actually just as polite as American strippers. But I think <laughs> that's because strippers are more polite on average than normal people. A lot of stories. Sorry. Uh, sorry. You know. All right, enough. Uh, one thing I've always, and something that Rad brought up kind of made me curious to it was whenever people, I mean, there's always that dude that's just like, I could save them, which is like, <laughs> go home. <laughs> but one thing was I kept fo getting followed around like when I was at a strip club with some friends by this dude where it was just like, I'm just not here for this. And like, I just, I just want to save them and da, da, da. And I really wanted to ask him this question and maybe you guys can figure out his thought process because he couldn't answer this. Why do you want to save a stripper that maybe looks like she's not having a great job or a great night at her work? Have you ever wanted to like save a movie theater employee that looks miserable? Or have you ever like wanted to save a girl at the bank that looks like she hates her life at that moment? Like, but like, have you ever followed a girl around a club and been like, I just want to save this miserable chase teller? Like, what about it does do you think it made him think? That was like the next level of like I'm so chivalrous. You should fuck me. Well, I don't want to. I, I want to know like what makes that person qualified to save a person. Yeah, you're like, oh, I, you know, I, I don't want to speculate. Yeah, what show me, show me your horse was. and barding, white knight. Then we'll fucking talk. Also, like, why are you here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's that's a, one of those like hidden like agenda things where you're like I want to save her but really I just want to have sex with her. Well yeah exactly that's what Yeah I'm most up. most of them say I want to save her when really they just mean kidnapping. Like mm. how come you don't really hear about chicks going up to dudes at mics and hearing them do a miserable set and they're just hammered at 3am talking about something weird that happened to their dick at like age 12 and they're like I want to save you yeah. <laughs> I want to save you from Marty's. I want to take you away from all this. Because first of all there's your problem it's Marty's, so there's just not going to be women there no matter what. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair All right, point. Fine. I want to save there. you from Liquid Zoo or UBG or any of these dives. Fair point. Uh, also, I think society's not quite at the point where uh, 
we're ready for women to do the saving. Nice as it might be, <laughs> I will, actually. I am ready for anyone to just whisk me away from this. Yeah, for, for sure. Half the time I'm at an open mic going, I can't, what am I doing here? Have what air are, supply play, carry yeah. Evan out of his goddamn yeah. lift, yeah. take him to a better life, pamper him. That actually sounds really nice. Um, can I can I hop on this train too? Yeah. <laughs> this is my dream, okay? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what your dream w- is. Women, it has to be just a little different. Women do save... Like there is just a different aspect of it. Like a woman saving a guy isn't that like isn't the same where she's like, dude, this guy's a loser and he's got a bad job. I got to help him out and build him up. It's more like this guy's a piece of shit. Like he's a bad boy, but he's really a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But I bet I could set him look, straight if with you, my love. If you see me at an open mic and I look sad, grab me by the hand and buy me pizza. Technically, <laughs> technically, I was uh, whisked away by a stripper once. I was saved. Oh, did she like push? I I did date a stripper briefly Mm -hmm. and it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't at the club when I met her. I Mm -hmm. wasn't like, and I was with, um, I was with an old roommate of mine and Mm -hmm. he was kind of like, I think he was trying to like date her, Mm -hmm. but we, but you had more singles. No, we went out one night. We went out one night. This is like, my roommate was like, Oh, you got, we got to meet up with this girl. Uh And he he was like, he's kind of like a, kind of a huge chauvinist and he was like she's got huge cans and you're but he would use words like that and you're like oh god and i and i'm just there and uh because we were out somewhere else and we met up with her and he's he was kind of an embarrassment and and i was just talking to her i was like oh where are you from you know we were just talking she was from just actually trying to like get to know her yeah and then we went to like three different bars after just like me her and my roommate and then at one point we were at a diner at like nine in the morning and she's just like, tell tell your roommate, try to get your roommate to leave. <laughs> have you guys ever been or had, have you guys ever been the guy that had to leave? Or like, have you, what's the worst situation you can remember of like, I need to get this person to go so I can navigate the ship home? Well, which story do you want? Where I had to go or where I had to get someone to go? Give me a better one. Uh, what's, yeah, it's when I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to go. Um, I was staying with a... Right when I dropped out of college, I stayed with a a high school friend of mine. And because I had to... I was going to leave the country, so I just stayed there for like... Slept on his couch for two months and just paid him like... Paid his utilities. Mm. But it was a one-bedroom place. And one time he came like out of nowhere. Like I guess he went out with people and he came back very drunk with a, a couple ladies. And we started hanging out, talking. Mm. I started drinking with them. And we're all having fun. And then at that point, I'm like, sweet. Like, he brought two girls home. We're both going to have fun. And uh, he kind of left a couple times. And then, like, he texts me to come in his bedroom while Uh they're sitting in the living room. And he goes, We're um, just going to fluff each other up before we start the forum. Oh, I wish. (laughs) I would have been okay with that. He goes, hey, man. Um, I just texted Mike, he was another friend that lives nearby. He said, it's cool. Can you go stay with him? Cause like, I think I'm going to like, basically I thought I'm going to get the fuck one of these girls and he's going to get to fuck the other one. No, he was like, they're both here for me. You need to go. (laughs) 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 Evan. Uh, I don't, as far as like being told to leave, uh, or like having other than your roommate, uh, no, I can't remember anything like offhand. Probably something like in college, just like someone else being, because you know you had like 
a tiny dorm room. Yeah. I've never actually seen a dorm room. Well, we had like split This double. is bigger than those. We had split doubles. <laughs> we had like a wall in between, luckily. Mm. But like you could still... Oh, no. Whoa. <laughs> Something just came to Evan. No. There's... Okay, here's a weird thing that happened. Uh, I went back to visit college the year after... Um, the year after I graduated, and I was mm. staying in my old house. Yeah, this never goes well, by the way. Saying, Once you graduate sl- college, just stay out. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was sleeping on the couch, uh, and um, two people that I knew like came back to the house after I had like gone to sleep, mm. and there was like a couch that was like perpendicular, but not but like there was like you know several feet distance, mm. um, and then this these two people came back and started having sex on the couch. <laughs> and I was like, not sure if I should like leave the room but, or just, but I was, or just pretend I was sleeping and I pretended I was sleeping the whole time <laughs> and it went on for a while. Oh, I mean, good for them, but good like, for them, but that's but, the move though. Like if there's nowhere to go, yeah, just pretend don't fuck yeah. it up for them, but also yeah. don't, you know, rouse yourself. Yeah. I've had to, I've had to pretend I was sleeping before Ian. Yeah. Similar story. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of. Do you want to share it? I'm trying to think because I don't I don't have exactly any any stories like uh, like that. Like most of the time it's just like, uh, hey, man, I need the apartment tonight. Cool. Great. I'll just be at a bar until like, you know, three in the morning and then I'll come back. <laughs> and you better be done by then because I am still sleeping in my bed. <laughs> I just thought of one where I had to have someone leave and. It was still red. It was me? What was this? What what was this? I don't remember this. I just remembered it because you became self-aware all at once. It was right when Kevin and I started dating. And I had uh, picked up a bunch of of Molly for all of us. Uh, That was that night I almost got arrested. Oh, I remember that. That's a great, yeah. So... We were all like watching videos and stuff together, but like the Molly started a hit, and I had never like stopped someone on Molly before, so I was like, "This is an experience I would like." And so, like, I know Kevin and I were like patiently making eyes at each other and just kind of like not like cozying up. We were like literally across the room from each other, like dumb awkward nerds do. And it went on for a while, and like any time we would try and continue the night, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna get another cigarette, or do you want to get high?" And Kevin's like yeah and then 30 minutes pass and we just sit there all quietly for like a second just hide our minds and then rad goes well i'm gonna hit the dusty trail so y'all can fuck and (laughs) 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 but i actually now i remember this um i was aware of this as it was happening it's more you guys' fault it's very rude to try and pursue any sort of romantic anything when I'm there trying to just like bullshit. Thought that was very rude. Hey, we weren't intending to. I didn't know what Molly would do to my loins. No, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened is we all took it and that's where it took you guys. <laughs> but then like I get why you want me to leave, but I'm also on Molly and like if you've ever taken Yo, Molly, you know what do like you expect it's- about just casting you into the night high. If anything, we fucked up. Exactly, because when you're on Molly, you want to be around people. And yeah. so I was like, I just want friends. And then I even, <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I'm a monster. I called uh, a friend. I'm not going to say his oh, name. Oh, I remember But that I called call. a certain friend who enjoys 
uh, drugs as well. And I was like, maybe he'll be good. And like, I called him in front of you guys on speakerphone and he was just asleep. Like the one night of the week that he wasn't on a bunch of drugs. And I'm just like, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, I'm asleep. I just did a bunch of Molly and I want to hang out with somebody cause I'm lonely. And he just goes, ah, all right, man, just, I guess, take some deep breaths, have a cigarette. You'll be all right. And then he hangs up. <laughs> Imagine I'm trying to, like, figure out what I would do if I was in your situation. Because, like, you don't want to be just cast into the night on Bali. Uh, but but Rad's, a, Rad's a dope friend. The only thing I can think of is just, like, calling an Uber and being like, hey, we're not going anywhere, but we're about to hang out for a little bit. <laughs> Drive in a circle. Let's talk about life. <laughs> what What always gets me about these these kinds of stories is like I'm sorry, the, Adam, a monster. What always gets me about this kind of thing is like the people who aren't you know <laughs> honest enough with themselves mm-hmm. to just tell you like, hey, I'm gonna fuck. You need to leave. The people who just like pussyfoot around it forever. Because uh, I had I had an old roommate of mine. Uh, this was like it's in the valley. We don't have central air, so the only AC unit is like the kitchen and the living room. Mm. So I was in the living room playing video games. And he was like, hey, man, uh, would it be cool if the living room was, like, open tonight? I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, it needs to be, like, available. It's like, tell me if you have a person coming over. Otherwise, like, quit the games. That's <laughs> awful, and especially when they launch into it. Because there's one situation where I got ratted, where I was, I was the buddy in the situation that was not expecting for this to happen. I'm not naming names, but they're both uh, mutual friends of me and Rad and some of y'all's. Uh, we're all hanging out at my place and we went to bed uh, and they were in my living room knowing that I work from home early in the morning. So like when I wake up, I go into my living room and I get my coffee and my toast and then I go sit to, at my desk. And uh, <laughs> I, I wish they would have just been like, hey, this is something we intend to do. Don't come out during these times. Yeah, or, right. Or just kind of like, hey, this is happening or... I know you have to work right now, but maybe just like hold off on your coffee for like an hour. But what happened was I remember I w- who this was. <laughs> you just remember. <laughs> so I opened my door to go get my coffee, and I don't have my glasses on, but I just see like a mass on my couch to my direct left. And when oh, I mean the beast di- with two backs. When I mean direct left, I don't mean like over there. I mean like six inches from my hip because that's how <laughs> close. That is how close my couch is to my door. And I look over and I just see two faces look up at me <laughs> and my eyes kind of zoom in and I'm like, oh, they're like in each other. And I panic, walk forward because I still want something from the fridge <laughs> and I'm not yeah, about no, to You, you commit, you commit to the trip. It's you my that. house. Yeah. So I like walk in and I was going to pour myself iced tea, but I was like, I don't want to go through pouring the entire glass. So I just grabbed the entire bottle and just like a loaf of bread and I'm like, I'll just fucking <laughs> eat bread. And then I don't know why, but I just announced to the room like, I'm going back to my room now. And then just walk, run <laughs> back in yep. and lock the door. And I'm like, I don't, did they, did they finish? Do I, what's on my couch? Uh, a heads up would have been super dope. Right? Very good friend though you are. Cause a lot of people would have been like, what the fuck? Like the, you know, they would have cock blocked. This Look, it's my furniture. Tell me if you're going to fuck on it. That's the yeah. minimum. I can like, clean my sheets, but more than anything, I'm like, you know what? Both of y'all finish your business. I'm just gonna get my. I just need my iced tea in the morning, and we could talk about we could talk about boundaries later. <sighs> I've since really cleaned that couch. I'm used to fucking in front of people. <laughs> Call it because <laughs> on set. 
What are, what are we talking about? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> it's in my, like, dorm in college was for people that didn't... They want to fucking... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was for people that didn't get into, like, couldn't sign up in time, but it wasn't their fault. So our dorm was this huge room, but it was open. And huge was, common room, and then there's just, like, beds. Right, and it wasn't called a dorm. Wall, yeah. It was just called a lobby, and I slept in it. Did you live in John Holmes Hall? Is that what... <laughs> I don't get that reference. But right. You're Ron- like Tom Hanks in Airplane. Airport or whatever that, that movie is. The, the terminal. terminal. The Terminal. I don't know Tom Jinx, Hanks you movies. Me beer. Eh. All right. Well, let's get that settled. Now, the lobby. The story again. Uh, no, but like it's a big ass room, mm. but it's four beds, four people living in it. So like we just kind of. Yeah, it's like a hostel. Yeah, we just figured like sometimes if. A surprising amount of girls were okay with this, by the way, because you have to let them know, like, hey, my roommates might be there, but don't worry. And, like, a surprising amount of girls at the time didn't care, but sometimes you know, like, you're sleeping and someone comes in drunk and starts fucking and you just pretend you're asleep. Mm. Because everyone's heard the whole, like, the girl's like, oh, my God, we're going to wake up your roommates. No, 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 it's fine. It's like, it's not fine, but we'll deal with it. Don't worry. It's all part of the college experience. I I never went to college, so I don't know if that's, like, a college thing to just pork in front of your friends that did happen to me though but that was mostly because they forgot that i was there uh that's like the saddest feeling because you're like i exist (laughs) i am here i am a person i was sleeping on the floor next to her bed because she had a very she had like one of those fluffy carpet things like they look like they're bare skin but they're fluffier and you can they look like a fake animal throw, but they're really fuzzy. Right. And it's great when you've been drinking because you could just like nuzzle right into that and fall asleep like you're in a marsupial pouch. But she knew I was there. She put a blanket on me. But I think they just... <laughs> when you just get covered with drapery and you're just like, oh. And I think they just forgot about me because I like heard them talking about where I was during because uh, they had both walked in drunk. Uh, and like as they started... They're just kind of like, do you think Vanessa will hear us? I'm like, oh, no, I think she left. And I'm just uh, sitting there. Like we're right on top of you. On the ground, staring to the ceiling. And that was my only half a second to be like, I'm right here. Please don't start. Please let me leave first. But I just kind of froze up for a second. And then it started. And the entire time, I was just staring at the ceiling, hoping that maybe I could just fall asleep out of nowhere, uh, which never happened. And that's how I learned that she makes yawning sounds the whole time. And I want to die. <laughs> they fucked in front of you like you're a pet. <laughs> yeah, you know? but like yawning sounds. Ew. <laughs> Is it okay? If That's the, gross. The dog's watching. It's weird. It's fine. Just don't worry. He's not going to bother us. That's what happened, basically. She's asleep. Don't worry. I've always been weird about animals watching. Yeah, because you never know. What about hamsters? No, I don't. Not hamsters. <laughs> I've never, I've never <laughs> let our guinea pigs watch. Uh, they don't know what's going on. Kevin would never allow... <laughs> you to soil like sully their psyche he they're already timid enough yeah. rad conducted an experiment where he flipped me off and kevin was like uh, and then he flipped to nuki off and he's like don't do that <laughs> 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 no uh but yeah that was that was that was a tiny nightmare that no woman should experience uh has anybody ever seen a sex show before yeah where was it amsterdam what was it it was just various different couples doing. I mean, it was it was a long time ago, but uh, there's one that I remember. There was a girl that was stripping, but she was 
stripping, I think it was to Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. Oh, man. And she was mouthing <laughs> the words the whole time. No, why is that for some reason? Like, it was very either that or Enter Sandman, but I think it was Nothing Else Matters. It was just very weird that, that she's like blatantly mouthing the words. I'm like, there's nothing sexy about this. Someone someone did that literal act uh, at Jumbo's on Friday. Oh, that was though. my favorite. That was that was the thing that happened. She was it to uh, Nothing there was, Else Matters? There was a girl who did a dance to Nothing Else Matters oh, and no, mouthed no, no, the words that. the whole time. It, it oh, was a Metallica she song. She mouthed the words too. Oh, I didn't see oh. that part. Oh, you just had to Which, change the environment. Uh, no, my, my favorite part was uh, at Jumbo's where uh, the girl, I think she was dancing to Dream On and she did sign language. She signed the lyrics. Oh, yeah. She signed the lyrics at the very end, yeah. I was, missed that. It was very progressive. It was a very progressive oh. moment at Jumbo's. Uh, the girl that twerked to Iron Man won my heart real fast. Uh, but nothing, no moment at Jumbo's, I think, united the crowd. Quite like the moment when a girl got on her shoulders, did a upside-down splits, turned a dollar into like a little tent, positioned it on top. I'm not sure if you had gotten here yet, Evan. I was just getting there. I think I positioned it on top of her crotch. And there is no cute way to say this next magical thing she did. Queefed the dollar into the air. Glorious. This was the girl that you fell fell in love love with. with. She fucking t-shirt cannoned that dollar into the air clacked her heels together and then just did like a little flip forward and you can kind of hear every person in the room all of a sudden just go (gasps) scream and it was the most dollars I saw fly at one second that entire night where like everybody just balled them up and just started fucking (laughs) throwing dollars at her like they just couldn't throw enough from what they had all just seen where it was like oh you've practiced this. She did it at least one more time that night too after you guys left. Man. It's like that's her gimmick. Yeah, it's a good gimmick. It's called a, a, it's, that's a, her talent. To, yeah, no, to call it a gimmick is an insult. She was a crowd pleaser. I think she she made a lot of money that night. Oh, boy, did she. There was also a girl, uh, I think this was after you left, who was stapling dollar bills. To oh, yeah. that was great. I've seen that before, and I'm always so bummed when I miss that. Yeah. It's so cool. I don't know why that's like the late night thing in L.A. where somebody just starts stapling money to themselves, but they look so psyched because they're just like, this is my dream. Because it's yeah. usually Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> It's less fun when Steve-O does it because he vomits at the end. Oh, man. Like, I, feel like, I feel like that's half the reason Steve-O's famous is because he barfs really easily. <laughs> I wish I could projectile vomit on he's got a very so He's got a very weak stomach and he exploits it for comedic effect. Like, the man knows his brand. I, uh, by the way, speaking of, like, being shitty to strippers, nobody, I've never heard anyone be worse than, I dated a girl that worked at a strip club, but she was a bartender. Okay. Uh-huh. No, sorry. She was, she wasn't a bartender. She was a waitress. Yeah. But the waiter, the wait staff there and the bar staff who were also women and they were also pretty attractive, but they weren't strippers said the most horrific thing about the dancers. They all fucking hated them. And I don't know if it's because it was just like shitty dancers or, well, I know with her, it was not that. It was because she's a very, very damaged human being who ended up like cutting me. But, um, you know, that's a different story. I, f- I feel like that might be like bucket crabs a little bit. 
What is bucket crabs? Bucket crabs is my favorite natural phenomenon to explain human behavior ever. Uh, so I thought it was gonna be the name of a club. No, <laughs> uh, if I if I ever open like a really sleazy bar, it will be called bucket of crabs. <laughs> Absolutely, will be called bucket of crabs. But so bucket crabs, if you go crab fishing. You pull the traps up and you can like sweep the crabs out of it, out of uh-huh. the trap, out of the net. You can just keep them in a bucket on the deck. And as long as the bucket doesn't tip over, the crabs won't escape. Because huh. what happens is even if the crabs are like piled up to the point where they can just like reach their legs out and start to like pull themselves out the lip of the bucket, the other crabs won't let that happen. Like the second one crab like starts uh. to reach for the edge and like improve its standing in life, the other crabs all see it and they're like, no, fuck you, you're in here with us. And they pull it back down. If it continues to persist, they will break its legs. And if it continues to persist with its legs broken, they will kill it. My current job is bucket crabs. <laughs> uh, yeah, bucket bucket crabs is like uh, a nice little way to sum up the, the whole philosophy of like, uh, if I can't have anything nice, no one can. Yeah. Uh, another term for that <clears throat> is uh, uh, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, golly! I hope y'all make it so I can maybe like help walk your dog someday. Here's the bleak truth, Vanessa. You never make it. It's just a struggle forever. Truth eagle. Also, here's another truth that's not so bleak for you, but like you're my friend that I'm hoping makes it because I know I'm not fucking (laughs) (laughs) talking about race and trying to like have. Like, an acceptable way to do a rape joke is not going to, like, <laughs> rocket me into stardom. I'm just hoping to ride some coattails for a little bit. Is Yo, you got the best Harambe joke in the game. I know. The only good Harambe joke in all of the L.A. comedy community. And I can't even do it anymore because it's too, like... I was going to say, time is passing on that meme. Yeah, yeah, I, I already did it for probably way too long. I haven't done it in a while because it's... You should have. You, you should have just recorded it on an album and then just like sell that for a all bit. Right, Fuck so you're right. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't you just have an album? All what, right. So because single. there's no album, but this is on tape. Rad's gonna do his Harambe joke for us, and we're gonna applaud, and then it's gonna be in history as 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 time goes on, and won't let him keep doing this joke. All right. I gotta remember how to do most. So this is like uh, when you like. Do you want me to warm up the crowd first? Uh, hey, so like, <laughs> why is from? gravy the only sauce that comes in boats? You, you know ever think about is? that? <laughs> Do you ever like see clips or hear like when like comedians go to do like some town like Poughkeepsie or like fucking Bo- and they have to go do like a local morning radio show? Yeah. Where like the DJs this will just Ukraine. feed them like their bits. Like, oh, I heard you. Uh, you got an interesting take on Harambe, that's and then the, you just get into it. That's Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen. That show yep. on. That's like the worst. It's the most painful thing to watch. <laughs> right, but that's. The I hear you just got married. Yeah, and that, that still happens on every. Dave talk Chappelle's show doing the improv in Buffalo. Uh, hey. Dave, we hear you got a take about uh, Rick James. We're just <laughs> we're just cataloging this bit for propriety purposes. The time goes on because it is my favorite. It is my favorite Arambe joke because it it's it's not very memey. So, Ian, you want to do your your gravy boat thing? Yeah, we can do the gravy boat thing. To, and then you can open for Rad. And and yeah, gravy this is, boat. This is going to be Rad's three-minute album. Sweet. What's Rad's three-minute yeah. album called? Um, here, let me think of a good one. It's called... Here, uh, let me think of a good one. That's yeah, a that's, good, that's, that's, that's a good it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you're about to listen to is Radiston Zaharyev's acclaimed comedy album, Here, Let Me Think of a Good One, and opening for Radiston Zaharyev, you danger. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, you guys ever notice how gravy is the only sauce that comes in boats? 
Ha! Coming up next, your headliner, everybody. Give it up, Radisson Zaharyev. How you, how you folks doing? Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize to everyone for my opening act. He's a sweet <laughs> kid, but uh, he's still, you know, he's still learning the ropes. Anyway, guys, let's talk about. I, uh, I we're, this is in America. This album is getting taped in America, in Flint, Michigan. Comedy, fucking, already going great. By the way, this this album. And there you go. Howard Dean, everybody. I actually forget the jokes. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, try to put it together. But basically, because I'm Canadian, I talk about how it was all right to live in America until the Trump election. And after the Trump election happened, I started getting a bunch of cunty phone calls from all my Canadian friends. And they'd all be like, I can't believe Americans are so stupid. How can Americans be so fucking dumb? And I got upset. So I told, like, finally I told someone, I'm like, you can't just make that call. You can't just call a whole group of people stupid based on something, like, that you've never met just because they voted for Trump or Hillary. Like, that's not okay, and it's just generalizing and stupid. And they, um, the person went, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, like, the 15,000 people that voted for the dead gorilla because that's what happened. If you don't know, during the election, actually, like, I think, like, 10, 15,000 people wrote Harambe and it's true, like, how can Americans be that stupid? Because, like, everybody knows, first of all, gorillas come from Angola, so he wasn't even an American citizen. How's he going to be president? And second, Harambe was 17 when he got shot. you got to be at least 35 to be fucking president. Thank you, Eagle. <laughs> and that was Here Let Me Think of a Good One, produced by Bobcat Goldweight. Brad is everybody. Like I said, please try very hard to make please it. Try. Because this is... <laughs> I've al- I already consider myself a failed comic. Like, let's be <laughs> fucking honest. Nah, dude, we got plenty of time to fail upward. Uh, we're all we're just gonna tumble our ways on up. Uh, as we were talking about live sex shows before, uh, have any of y'all ever seen one other than Evan? I have not. Red? Every night, no. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't like a strip guy or like a sex show guy. I just went and slept with prostitutes. Really? I mean, I know oh, yeah. this, but I'm just saying this for propriety for the podcast as if I'm, like, trying to open it up to dialogue. Really? Yeah, yeah. I used to, um, in Europe, like, it, it's only been in legal places. Yeah, because uh, I know it was legal wherever it was that you went in Europe. Was it Holland? Which one do you want that was... Because I did it in Germany, Leo? I did it in Holland, I did it in Bulgaria, this and I did be, it in this Greece. This should be his album title. I did it in Holland, <laughs> I did it in Germany, I did it in... Places I've paid for pussy. Because <laughs> it was legal in all those places, That's right? a tour flyer well, right I there. Don't, I honestly don't know if it was legal in Greece, but, like... What are you going to do? It was in a club, and, like, it was funny, because uh, we went to this, like... We were at this resort place, but we went a little early before, like, the summer hit. And um, I don't know if it was just that place, but, like, Greece did not have a lot of pretty women at the time. A lot of pretty men, not a lot of pretty women. And so we're just kind of hanging out, and these two gorgeous girls walk in. And they're with this dude with a pop, like a pink collar, like the pink polo shirt with a pop collar. And they're just kind of sitting there being beautiful. And every once in a while, he'll just, like, leave them. But when I see that he leaves them, I see he goes kind of across the room, but, like, he's still keeping an eye on them. And, like, he's not going anywhere and talking to people. And finally, me and my friend were like, 
I think those girls are on the job. Mm-hmm. And then we got drunker and drunker and uh made you a know. transaction. Yeah, and I we just I just went up to the guy and he just asked him what's the deal and he tried to get all incredulous with me and was like, "Why don't you just go talk to the girl?" I'm like, "Cuz I know things and I know that Let's not tiptoe. You're I the manager. Whenever anyone yeah. says, what's the deal? I just picture him them doing it in a Seinfeld voice. Like, I went up to the manager, and I was like, what's the deal? What's like, the <laughs> deal with these prostitutes? Long story short, though, because we were kind of far from the hotel, uh, I had to pay 60 extra euro on top of what it usually costs so that we can have sex in, like... Our rental car, which I forget what it was, but it's like the size of a Yaris, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a tiny cute. What's a Peugeot? That's like a Peugeot a, is a, a French Peugeot, car. Yeah, right. yeah. You like you banged in the back of like a Renault Clio or something. Basically, yeah. something like that. <laughs> I think it was an Alfa Romeo. Ooh, yeah. that's, that's fancy. fancy. Yeah, uh, that's a classy rental. I realize car. I've been to strip clubs on three continents. <laughs> Hot damn! Yeah, I went into I went to. T- uh, I went to one in Thailand because uh, I went to a wedding in Thailand. So you have to go to a strip club, of course. Well, my friend who was getting married, she grew up. She grew up in Bangkok, mm-hmm. and she took us. She wa- she gave us like the full experience. So she took us to a place in what's known as the the Pat Pong District, which is the the red light district, and we went to a place called the Pussy Collection. Oh, oh man! Oh boy! We've got wide ones, thin ones. No, just big lips, small just, lips. Just tie ones. Um, <laughs> but you know, we walked in there, and there's like, oh. you know, the stage has like seven poles, and there's just like seven women leaning on the poles, like mm. looking sad, and you're just like, oh, this feels sad. Because in Thailand, there's no autonomy in those industries. No, but and but also it's it's obviously like they're just it's almost like okay, which one of these people are you gonna are you gonna pay for for mm. you know? But n- none of us, you know, it was just like I was with like seven of my friends and we were just like sitting in there being like we had missed the ping pong show, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know we went in and we got we got beers and the and the uh, and the girl who was serving us opened the beer with her vagina. So, oh. bottle or can? Bottle. Okay. How can she open? That's a why bottle? I wanted to know. <laughs> and then, like, How there can was, she? There wasn't really much dancing going on, except the, the girl who who was uh, who got us the beer. She just was like hanging on me the whole the whole night, trying to get me to do stuff. And I was like, no. And she was like reaching into my pockets, trying to get money from me. But she reached in and she and she found a one hundred Cambodian riel. <laughs> which is like three cents, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, take it. Yeah. I, I, go ahead. <laughs> like, I, go ahead. Have a good, have a good time." The funniest experience I had with a girl hopping on my lap happened in uh, Anaheim and Fullerton, because Anaheim is home to the worst strip club I've ever been to in my entire life. Because it used to be a Seven Eleven, and while like the dancers there are cool, the clientele sucks because they get like very intense if you like talk to the girls that they consider like the ones they visit. Do they serve lukewarm taquitos in the in the <laughs> If only cuz they didn't cuz it was because it was full nude there was no alcohol. So like the people there were like more intense about it somehow cuz they were just like sober and angry. And there's one girl that was talking to this dude that was just getting like real weird with her and she like moved on to go talk to me and like just not deal with him. The only thing is, I forgot when I entered the strip club, I had just come down from Big Bear. So, like, 
packages fill up with air when you change altitude, like uh, like chip bags and mm, nut bags right. and stuff like that. And so I had a thing of like trail mix in my front pocket that had inflated a little bit because I was wearing like deep sweatpants pockets. And uh, she, Winter just walked in. She wants to hear this story. She walks up to me and plops down on my lap, but like comes down on the trail mix and just the this the loudest pop, just the loudest pop in the universe. And then she yelps and just kind of like falls off of my lap onto the ground. And now we're both cackling. <laughs> we're laughing yeah. so hard because it's such a silly scenario. And meanwhile, behind you, the guy is just like. The guy is <laughs> staring daggers, daggers into up. us yeah. for daring to have a human funny moment. Like he's looking like he wants to kill me and her for like ruining the sheer just like this is just sex moment of it all. Where it's like something dumb happened and we laughed. Yeah, but he was like trying to save her, and you fucked it up. (laughs) He was trying to whisk her away to the wonderful life of being assistant to the assistant manager. (laughs) Was he like a regular here? Did you know? Or she said he was a regular that they just no one liked there. Yeah, so like fuck that guy. You're not you're not gonna save anybody if you're there every weekend, man. Like pick your moment and just do it already. Yeah, and like. It's one of those things where I kind of wanted to do an episode like this where we at least one point talked about like the etiquette when you go and not going with like, oh, but just like this person is working, make their job easier for them, have a good time, make sure you don't treat them like ass. So what would you say is a guidebook? A, for somebody who doesn't know how to go to one and maybe they don't know the product, because I know people are maybe want to go, but they're anxious and they don't really know what they're doing and also how not to be a piece of shit at a strip club. Uh, yeah. So first off, I would say do your homework. Do not just like go to the strip club that you drive by all the way on the home, (laughs) on your way home from work. Like if you, if you see a strip club on your commute regularly, Mm -hmm. don't just like pop in to be like, Hey, let's be random and funny. It's not how to have a good time. It's not good for you. It's not good for the club. (laughs) Let's just go to a strip club. It's wacky. <laughs> so wacky. <laughs> nah, do your homework. Figure out what you're looking for. If you want to go to like a, a divey, like full nude place, sure. If you want to go to like a little classier establishment, find one. Like you should, you should have an idea. But what just know you're what you're look- looking for. Know what you're looking for in a club. I think that's what a lot of the angst and like hurt feelings about strippers and strip clubs comes from is people not knowing what they really want. No, also know how much money you're willing to spend. Yeah. Have a cap yeah. at the beginning have, because have you're probably going to spend more than that, but <laughs> but like don't go to the ATM in the strip club. They're going to charge you like 20 bucks of a to get 20 to, bucks. To get 20 <laughs> bucks. Yeah. No, research is huge because I think a lot of people they'll be like, "Oh, this one's full noon." I'm like, "Yeah, but you can't have a cocktail with your buddies." Yeah. Uh, but if you're not looking to drink, cool. Enjoy some full nude. Yeah. But nobody really does. Or like sometimes there's an insane cover or a dress code. Mm-hmm. If it's like a real fancy one. Yeah. Make sure your pants don't have holes in them. <laughs> I feel like it's that's good life yeah. advice. Just like if I, they are, just patch them up. I, I, w- I once went I, to a bachelor party and uh, I, you know, I wore jeans that were a little like re- I was coming from work. Yeah. And I got a lap dance. Uh, at the bachelor party and the whole leg of my jeans was like open. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, ha- I had like a hole in the leg <laughs> and then she just wore it open. Yeah, and, then, and then I walked out. I like, I hung out like nothing happened and I was holding the leg over <laughs> holding it closed. And then I just like, 
Then we went to a bar after, and I was still like uh, trying to make sure nobody noticed that mm-hmm. my the entire leg of my my jeans was yeah. ripped. I I would open. say yeah, I would say especially for for guys going to a strip club, uh, you will have a better experience if you dress up. Yeah. I think in general, I wish I could just kind of tell dudes, like, you don't need to look like you came out of a fashion magazine and you no. don't even need to have a lot of money. Just fucking make sure your shirt's not wrinkled, dummy. Yeah. But the whole dress, dress up thing. Dress nice. Like, if if you can, I would wear, like, slacks and a nice shirt. But, but that's just a life lesson, kind of. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that like, does. Hey, don't, don't be a slob. Not just strip clubs, like, everywhere. Yeah. Unless you're a comic. <laughs> Then it's fine. Black hoodie and jeans. Yeah. At least make sure your de- jeans don't have ketchup on them. <laughs> yeah. Like the they should be they should be dressed jeans. Yeah. How would you recommend approaching the dancers and not be a piece of shit? They approach you. Approach yeah. them for what? Well, I mean, just having like talking to a dancer without being a dick bag, not setting insane expectations for yourself. Uh, I find that they sort of have a way like a way that they approach you and if mm. you're not interested just be like I'm not interested cuz then they'll hate you if you like talk to them for like 10 minutes and then they yeah like, they're, cause they're, cause that's they're spending actually really their time good to on bring you cuz I don't think anybody really thinks about that there's sp- I mean I don't know but sometimes sometimes that's part of like they'll talk to you for a while and then you're like no thanks and then they just won't come back to you all night and maybe that's what you want cuz you don't want to spend money and you can just sit there at the at the stage but well, if you sit at the stage and you don't spend money, they're gonna throw you out. Right, right. No, that's I, not I mean, the point. I mean spending. I mean spending like twenty bucks at a time. For well, dances it's one of those customer service are. things where it's like, don't talk to a salesperson for thirty minutes and waste their time when you're not gonna like actually buy something because they're still on yeah. the clock. Yeah. And I think because it's a strip club, a lot of dudes buy into this whole like, oh, she likes me because it's clear because I'm a special. Out of the ordinary, of course she need, sees something in me. And it's like, no, dude, respect your time. If you genuinely like want to buy a dance or something like that, yeah. go for it. But don't just bullshit her time when she's trying to make money. For for lap dances and stuff, I definitely buy into like there are there are vibes that you can pick up on, sure. But like at the end of the day, they're being paid to be nice to you, mm-hmm. so you you gotta actually pay the piper at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're all wrong. <laughs> here's 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 what you do right when you go to the strip club first of all don't spend money because if you spend money then they'll just feel like you're like the rest of the patrons there uh wait for one of them to come to, up to you or you go up to one you like and then um you know talk for a little bit introduce yourself be polite and then let her know that you don't think she's like the rest of these girls and they just <laughs> shit all over the other strippers say like the meanest but then be like but not you just bag on yeah. other women and, and then, just keep lifting her up as if she doesn't have any kind of sense of solidarity right and when she says do you want like a lap dance or something go no 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 i don't need to pay for pussy and then you ask for a number guys and that's how you do that and then that's how you get five digits of the same number in a row. And then maybe that's her lines. number. Who knows? Yeah, her number is five digits. She has one of the first yeah. ones. It's really rare. Three, yeah. eight, one. Make two, sure, four. make sure you do this exact <laughs> pattern right. with four women in the same night in the same venue. And make sure like a bouncer's within earshot, so he can learn some game too. And like <laughs> maybe he'll like let you in without a cover next time. Yeah, or just something. just tell the biggest bouncer in the place, hey man, watch and learn. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> I'm leaving here married. <laughs> and then you tip all the women in coins. Because <laughs> you're like, it's okay, I'm Canadian. No, not coins. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> vouchers. Arcade tokens. Yeah, like, like car wash <laughs> car wash tokens. So what do you think is the proper tipping amount per song to where you won't like blow all of your money at once, but you're also not being a dumb dumb? Uh, so when, when I walk in, I usually change out, uh, a 20 or so. Cause the dancers and the bartender will do that for you. Yeah. I change out a, usually I like to stick to one bill at a time just so it's not like all falling to pieces. Yeah. Uh, but so you change out a bill and then, you know, I generally, I have a, I find I have a better time when like I tip minimum a dollar like per dancer per song. Yeah, and then if they do anything, bar. anything above and beyond that, that gets an extra dollar. If it's like really exceptional, two to three. If, uh, I, I have think a I little... always do five dollars like per dance. If I mm-hmm. really, I think I don't. I haven't. I haven't. I used to be a five dollar a dance tipper. Yeah. Uh, whenever I know I'm gonna stay there longer, because like if I'm gonna stay there for an hour, I might do like five dollars a dance because it's not that hard to do that but if i want to stay there a little bit longer and also if it's a really packed room because i'll do five dollars a dance if it's just like me and four other patrons because it's not that much yeah but if it's like jumbos or something where it's just a packed room all the time everybody doing a dollar will add up exactly so like that's a place where i could do a dollar dance and i'm fine if it's like a smaller one i'm like i'm gonna do a little more because there's not that many people here so even even the night that we were at jumbos was (laughs) kind of a weird one (laughs) because if you if you notice like we all eventually got seats up front and we were tipping well. Most of the rest of that crowd wasn't tipping very well except for a couple instances. It was the people at the state, because I think it's just a little tricky like toss up there, but my thing is I do one to two dollars, because what I do is I'll get like 25 when I go to like mm-hmm. a really packed room and then I'll do $20 for one to two a dance and then I'll save the five for whatever is just like my blowout moment yeah, of the night yeah, that I just that's a good that call. I just go no, for like that one moment. I was thinking something else. I was thinking when you were talking about like I thought you were talking about like getting a lap dance. Oh no! Oh I meant no, for, no no no! That's, that's no, I, I lap, lap dances have pricing and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's already. a little yeah, more but, set. but sometimes people tip on top of that. But yeah, you can absolutely yeah. tip but on top. But of also, uh, as far I agree with you as far as one or two dollars a. A dance up yeah. 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 Whenever it's on stage, because that way you don't like go broke yourself. And yeah. then I have that five dollars set aside for like when a woman t-shirt guns a dollar into the air, and I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. and it's raining. Yes. It's raining. You can have my bank account number. I love you. Uh, because that was, nah. Also, yeah. there's something very fun about going and just like stuffing my bra with dollar bills, because then I just look like I'm just fishing through a sandbox and tossing shit into the air. Some people think that it's better to like play favorites mm. with tips, uh, those people are wrong. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It it's doesn't, like thinking it doesn't that lottery matter. takes skill. Yeah, no. What you what you should do is tip everybody and then tip the people that really wow you extra on top of it. Yeah. <coughs> well, because one of the things I was thinking about was, especially when they're really good, you're seeing a free good-ass show. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing what some people would pay like a ticket price for, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be like maybe a burlesque show with a twenty dollars entry, or a drag show, or maybe something a little more acrobatic or dance. Some people are paying thirty five, forty five, even fifty dollars for entry. You're looking at a free ass show with some really, really good talent. Just fucking tip on the stage. Yeah. It's actually part of the fun as well. Right. It's like gambling, but it's better things to look at. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's also like gambling in that, you know, you kind of need to be willing to invest a certain amount of money or to lose 
rather, lose a certain mm-hmm. amount of money in order to have a good time. Because especially the longer that you're there, especially when it gets to late night, that's when you get to see the funky acts. That's yeah. when you get to see the dollar stapling and the, what was the song that I missed? Uh, oh, Dream On Dream with on. the ASL. That's the, the it's the you late miss, night. You missed like the Halloween costume shows. What? No, you saw. No, you saw, I did. You, saw, you saw the pumpkin chick, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I saw pumpkin. Yeah, you saw the pumpkin chick. There were like two more costumes after that, though. What were the costumes? Uh, she did one thing with like a Starbucks apron and like cream nipple pasties. I missed that. Aw. Uh, How late were you there? I closed the place down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of us. I think I was the first to go just because I got real drunk. The most drunk. Like, a girl had to help me with my clothes drunk. Oh, no. Yeah, I stumbled into the bathroom and I was trying to, like, adjust my strapless bra, but for some reason, instead, I got my sleeves caught, like, inside the bra. Uh, so I was just trapped like a chicken with her shirt overhead because I had, like, buck buck arms. Oh, no. And <laughs> I was, like, trying to, like, fiddle myself out of it, and one of the dancers walks in and she goes, just goes, oh, honey. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, helped unravel me and, like, fixed me up and sent me off into the world. So... Thank you, whoever you are, uh, lady that had just danced to a Johnny Cash song. Hmm. Uh, as we wrap this up, one thing I always like to end is asking my guests a question about just what mindset to go to. So if one of our guests decides to go to a strip club in a local area, what kind of mindset should they be in in order to have the best time possible? Go to have fun. I mean, like... It's like going to a bar. Go to have fun. Don't go with any expectations, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Don't yep. go there hoping for like some sort of dream scenario that only happens in like porno movies. Yeah. That's a good one. Don't yeah. don't go expecting anything you've seen in a porno. Uh, don't go expecting to like take a stripper home with you. Don't go expecting to get their numbers. Don't mm. don't really go. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think that's just go for the entertainment aspect of it. Yeah. I think that's a great. I think that's great. Go for sake. Go for entertainment. Don't go expecting anything. If anything, that's and go knowing that you're gonna life. spend. You're gonna spend money. Don't be. Don't be there just to. Think of it like stare. you're getting a show that normally you'd have to pay a big ass cover for, and be willing to spend a certain amount. Exactly. Yeah. Have have a limit and stick to that. Mm. That limit should probably on the be on the higher side though. Yeah. If you want to have a good time. Be fair as fucking have a dope time. Where can the people find you? Okay, I guess I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit behind the magic, guys. I was uh, like, follow me <laughs> uh, at yeah, like, I'm in this room right now <laughs> on Twitter. And also, uh, if you are in the area in Ventura, come see me on November 8th at Gigi's Cocktail Lounge. I will be telling jokes about Harambe and various other animals. Uh, the tone of my voice never changes. Everything is delivered in this monotone. <laughs> it should be a good time. Um, I You can find me on Twitter at Evan J. Kessler. Uh, also, I'm I'm somewhere in Reseda on November 2nd. I, it's called Not Another Comedy Show or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the Dark Horse Tavern. Yeah, Dark Horse Tavern. And uh, November 17th, I will be at the Piano Fight Theater in San Francisco uh, at midnight on a show called Night Moves. And then on November 19th, I will be at the, I think it's called the Lookout Comedy Theater in Oakland Mm. uh, on a show called uh, Ground Floor. Uh, And I'm trying to book other other San Francisco area shows uh, that weekend in 
in November. So go hang with Evan in San yeah. Francisco in November. Yeah. Um, you can find me, uh, Ian Ager, at Ian Ager on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, got the same handle on both. Uh, you can also check out Jort Center, which is the YouTube fantasy football show that I do with Nadav Fleischer and Brian Cox. You just search Jort's Center. That's Jort's with a Z, J-O-R-T-Z, Center, like, you know, the middle of something. Uh, and we've got uh, episode seven just dropped this weekend. It was kind of a long one. We had to make Nadav eat ramen noodles until he had an emotional breakdown. <laughs> How long did it take him to have an emotional breakdown? He got about three bowls in. It was like, there's roughly like an hour of footage of him eating noodles and being sad that I had to like condense down into, I don't know, 20 minutes. So it was sad for you too. Uh, yeah, I actually ended up being the loser this week on the show because I had to edit all of that and I got really <laughs> bummed out doing it. Uh, but definitely uh, give it a watch. Uh, you know, it's YouTube, so like, comment, subscribe, all that bullshit. If you want to see me do jokes in person, uh, I am on Canteen Points every Thursday uh, up in North Hollywood at the Good Night. That show is at 7.30, doors 7 p.m. every Thursday night in North Hollywood. Uh, I will also be in North Carolina uh, the weekend of November 16th. Uh, nothing booked just yet, but if you listen and you want to book me on something, let me know. I mean, I'll, I'll be doing some family stuff, but I would, I would like to tell jokes while I'm out there. Have Ian tell jokes in your living room. Yay. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. So absolutely go out, uh, have fun at a strip club. Don't be a piece of shit. Take a walk and I love you. Mm-hmm.